A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. When Jesus heard that John was arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. This sounds like a strategic retreat, when in fact, Jesus is going back into the lion's den. Herod built a new Roman city, Tiberias, on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee, John was probably imprisoned and later beheaded at Herod's palace in Tiberias. The northern kingdom of Israel was destroyed by the Assyrians in the year 721 BC. The Assyrians resettled the northern lands by moving in a diverse population from many nations. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee, Of the Gentiles. In moving from Nazareth to Capernaum, which is a Jewish port city on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus is moving closer to Tiberias. As the prophet Isaiah announced, on those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. Jesus begins by preaching the very same words proclaimed by John the Baptist. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But as we shall see, Jesus understands the inbreaking kingdom of God in a new way. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. James Allison points to the book of Ezekiel to unpack the language of the gospel. 
Ezekiel wrote during the time of the Babylonian exile. The temple has been destroyed, and the children of Israel were driven out of the land. In chapter 47, the prophet imagines a new temple being built. He has a vision of a river flowing out of the temple, bringing life to the people. John's baptism in the River Jordan and then Jesus' baptism by John are already a sign of this new life coming into the land. The waters of the river flow into a sea of stagnant water. This is the description on the Sea of Galilee. The water is restored and becomes fresh. The river continues to bring abundant life with a great number of fish and people spreading their nets on the water. Once the land has been restored, Ezekiel envisions the twelve tribes returning from exile. Ezekiel announces the setting of boundaries, dividing the land among the twelve tribes. First, the two sons of Joseph receive an equal share. So the land is divided first between two brothers. Then the rest of the land, Ezekiel declares, you shall divide it equally. But the Hebrew literally says, you shall divide it brother by brother. In calling first one set of brothers, Peter and Andrew, and then a second set of brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Jesus is enacting the vision of a new Israel. Eventually, Jesus will go on to choose twelve disciples, a new people of God. God delivered our ancestors from the destruction of the Assyrians and from the Babylonian oppression, and behold, God is doing it again. It might sound to us that these disciples not only abandoned their nets, but abandoned their families as well. A far more likely scenario is the group gathered around Jesus being out on the road for a day or two and then returning back to their homes in town. This is exactly the scene in Matthew chapter 8 when Jesus and his followers come to Capernaum. They are staying in Peter's house. You might remember that Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. Jesus healed her and restored her to her position within the family. In these stories of the calling of the disciples, then, Jesus disrupts family structures and disturbs patterns of working and living, not to destroy, but to renew. Peter and Andrew do not cease being brothers. They are now brothers who do the will of God. James and John do not cease being sons, They are now not only the children of Zebedee, but also the children of God. All four of these disciples leave their fishing nets, but they do not stop fishing. They are now, in the nearness of the kingdom of heaven, fishers for people. Their past has not been obliterated. It has been transformed by Jesus' call to follow. In her sermon, Miracle on the Beach, Barbara Brown Taylor imagines the moment of God's call. In that God-drenched moment of their turning to follow, the miracle occurred. 
Their lives flowed in the same direction as God's life. Their wills were not two, three, or four, but one will. Time was fulfilled. The kingdom came, and the kingdom comes every time our own lives are brought into the same flow, so that we too allow ourselves to fall in love, follow God, and can do no other. From this time on, we only see Jesus in the company of disciples. His ministry is always the work of calling people together. This calling together was never easy. As Paul reminds us, there were divisions within the church from the very beginning. In appealing to the church to be united in mind and judgment, Paul uses a word that means knit together for proper use. Matthew uses the same word to describe James and John mending their nets. Christians are literally woven together. Discerning and living into our proper use together is a lifelong endeavor called discipleship. It's most certainly a challenge that calls us to practice the communal discipline of net mending when our communities unravel in the corners or rip down the middle. By God's grace, Jesus invites us, along with James, John, Andrew, and Simon Peter, to follow and learn from him. After all, it was in Christ's name they were fishing, not their own.